With over 25 years of experience in the fashion and entertainment industry, join me and industry guests as we candidly discuss fashion, modeling, acting, and the latest scoop. Hey everybody, welcome back to Camera Ready. I am so excited today to be sitting down with one of the Ford RBA girls, but also somebody who I genuinely love as a person and also think has been doing some really great work to uh, better our world. So we're very happy to be sitting down today with Miss Taylor Parker. Hi. She's like, yay! <laughs> it's the day before we break for Christmas and for the holidays. And so of course, you know, we got to get a podcast in at the last minute. I got to get something in here. Keep working. Yes. <laughs> well, Taylor and I were just um, catching up a little bit and uh, realized that she's been signed with us now for the last like five years and it's been quite a journey for her so I'm gonna have her give us a little bit of story of how she kind of got into the business um, why and uh, what that's looked like since she's like okay <laughs> well thanks for having me I'm so excited to be here so yeah so I got signed Gosh, five years ago, crazy. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the first like professional modeling job I booked was Wild and Out. And it was really amazing. I mean, that's like so cool to say mm -hmm. and to experience. But I've always been very passionate about modeling, like fashion modeling, mm -hmm. modeling for clothing brands, doing runway, doing print ad, like really being in the fashion industry, not so much being like on the entertainment side of things, mm -hmm. even though that was an amazing opportunity and I loved my time doing that. But I think that there's a difference between those two things. And I think for me, getting that job, like being like a, t a television model, mm -hmm. it was very like, you're accepted because every, pretty much for that type of, I guess, channel yep. is they want you to be a voluptuous girl they want you to have the body the body they yeah be voluptuous and so i just fit right in mm -hmm. and i would even say i was on the slimmer side for that like most girls who do that they are like much like their booties are very large you right. know like they're just and so wild and out is just so people who yeah. know it or don't nick cannon's show yeah. and what's the premise of it the premise of it is it's like a comedy it's like a sketch comedy kind of hip-hop rap battle show okay and so when you're a model on that show you are basically eye candy for the audience and so that's kind of like your role and so did you have to like submit yourself to that or you went to an audition in person or well yeah so basically the company was at a club that i used to work at okay and so they saw me there because i was working their table and they were just like hey you want to be on the show and i was like you know sure I'm young, yeah I'm like you know 23 24 and i was like absolutely of course i want to be on a show of course like, <laughs> So yeah, so it was amazing. And then moving into the fashion industry, shortly after that, because I got signed here with Ford, Robert Black, in the summer, like right after I got uh, I got on the job. show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that time in between, I you know I really was like I believe in myself, and I really really was focused on losing weight because mm -hmm. I, I was like I if I want to be in this industry which is mm -hmm. what I always dreamed of I was like I need to be a size two I need yep. to 
you know, be skinny. I need to, you know, like, I can't be so curvy and voluptuous. So I lost a lot of weight. And I'm sure you remember when I first came in, you know, I was like 24, 25 inch waist. My Mm -hmm. hips were like 36 Mm -hmm. maybe, you know. So, and now I've kind of like grown over the last five years. I've kind of been like, okay, let me, let me embrace who I naturally am. You know, I really wanted to kind of break away from the restrictions and how, how like, in a box I was trying to make myself mm-hmm. because that just wasn't me. Well, and I think five years ago it was kind of a pivotal time in our business where, you know, for the longest time, I mean, me growing up in the industry, yeah. for the longest time, there was a standard size, yeah. right? And if mm-hmm. you weren't the fashion girl at right. 5'10", size 02, there was not really a path for you. I mean, right. or it wasn't going to be the same kind of trajectory that we all kind of mm-hmm. um, were trained, right. you know, to yeah. kind of pump out models, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And, you know, so I think five years ago, the industry was just turning to cusp. Exactly. It was just changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there had always been curve. There had always been, you know, kind of you were either straight or you were curved. Right. That was it. Yeah. You were either a size two or maybe up to a four. And then you were like a 14 and up. Right. And then there was this big gap between like six and mm-hmm. 12, honestly. And yeah. it was like, well, her sizing's off. I mean, that's right. what we would, you know, think. It's like, right. well, where, where, who's going to book this girl? Right. She's either too big for straight mm-hmm. and too small for plus right. or and then there's this big gap. Yeah. And now, you know, we're giggling about it. But yeah. there's in the business now, there are like a midsize girl yeah. and Matt, you know, he's like, that sounds like a yeah. car, a midsize. Right. And I'm like, but, you know, we get more and more clients who are asking for a girl, you know, six, eight, 10, 12. It's like the right. normal, quote unquote, body mm-hmm. that people are seeing. So. Yeah. Not only have you evolved into things, but like us as agents and right. as an agency, we also have to look at like what are our clients asking for? What are they right. requesting? Right. So, you know, a client's like, mm, do you have any size six? I mean, if you would ask me this five years ago, probably not. Right. I mean, right. I maybe had two, which right. was silly, you mm-hmm. know? And right. now I'm like, oh, we got six, we got eight, we got 10, we got a 12, we got a, you know, we've got a whole grouping of it, yeah. which for, for me in the business has been empowering Mm -hmm. because it's like, wow, we're representing all these people that typically before wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had the opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, that are out there today. And, you know, I think that you embracing the fact Mm -hmm. that you've still been able to, you mean, you worked when you were quote unquote, trying to be skinny. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were working, you were doing all the things you were probably mental in your head. Yeah, absolutely about trying to be a certain size and what do you need to be and you know and so then you just decided I'm going to Mm -hmm. let my body go not go but be where I think I like reached a breaking point because what I did to lose all that weight Mm -hmm. you know up to a certain point it was healthy but there was a certain there was a certain tipping point where it was like okay this is not healthy anymore this Mm -hmm. is this is like going into like an eating disorder, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing mm-hmm. in the industry. Yep. There's so many models who deal with bulimia and anorexia mm-hmm. and binge eating and all these eating disorders. And so once I realized that, I kind of had to take a step back because I was like, you know, like this isn't good for my health. Yeah. 
And, and also mentally. Yeah, I mean, I think so yeah. many girls, you know, they, they get into mm-hmm. this like little thing and, and they're so controlled onto eating and what they're, right. you know, putting inside of their body and the calorie counting. And it becomes yes. more of a mental load, I yeah. think, for them mm-hmm. than anything. Oh, you know, yes, like exactly. mentally, this isn't sustainable. Mentally, you're yeah. going to make yourself crazy. Yeah, like actually. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, it's also... It's just a lot. I mean, yeah, like it's so it's like heartbreaking and it hurts and it's painful. And then it just it just turns into this whole thing where you're just like you just lost yourself. And Mm -hmm. then it's so easy to tie your worth into how many jobs you're getting. Mm -hmm. And then you start to think like, okay, I need to be skinnier to compete with other models because Mm -hmm. they're so skinny or even like if you're kind of in like mid-size range like mm-hmm. me yep. it's like am i i'm not plus size enough you yep. know it's uh-huh. beyond now you're not big enough room. girl right yeah <laughs> it's like it's like where do you fit in no but, true but yeah so it's just like it just really gets tied into your worth mm-hmm. and that tipping point was like okay like i can't do this anymore like it's not sustainable for me to be you know extreme dieting excessively working out mm-hmm. i was like i just want to do what feels right for me. And was there a specific incident that had happened that put you there or it was just kind of fed up? I think it was just, there was so much going on in my life at that time. I think I went through like a major breakup Mm -hmm. and you know, I think when we go through breakups as just people in general, but especially as women, depending on like how stable you are. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to how you feel about yourself and your self worth it can really make you sit down and kind of be like, okay, like I, I have to really do some deep digging, some Mm -hmm. soul searching. And so that was kind of it for me. And I was like, okay, I need to discover my self love. I need to discover my worthiness, my sense of self outside of modeling, outside of relationships, outside of everything. And I was just like, I need to get back to me Mm -hmm. and get back to who I truly am, like my authenticity. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a really beautiful transition into being like, okay, I have a size 40 hips. My waist doesn't need to be a size 24. And I have like, you know, a D cup. Right. And so it was just very intentional about the path that I wanted to take. And then also like advocating for that, like mm-hmm. with you, with mm-hmm. other agencies sure. I'm signed with, but just being like an advocate. This is what I want to do mm-hmm. because as a model, you are an independent contractor. Like, yep. You know, it's like a partnership yep. with you and your agent. So it's just really getting in tune with myself and then being an advocate for myself was mm-hmm. huge for me. Sure. Mm-hmm. And did you ever have times when you were teetering in between fighting to be a certain size and then allowing yourself where you were, where you were on set where yeah. people had made comments or you felt like shitty, like, oh God, yeah. or this is not fitting great or mm-hmm. where people, I feel like the industry has gotten better and yeah. more sensitive towards the models and that. But mm-hmm. I mean, when I was growing up in it, I mean, if you didn't fit, you were told and you were like were sent told. home and you were like, you know, right. hid in the corner. Yeah. They don't like, there's no sugarcoating nope. anything. I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, like I definitely experienced some of that. I, um, there was one time in particular, it didn't really have so much to do with my weight. But it did have to do with certain things like my hairstyle, mm-hmm. the way that my 
like eyebrows were shaved. Um, I even had an agent from another agency tell me that I should get Botox to like fix the way that my eyebrow was shaved or something. That was like really, it was just weird to hear. Yeah. When you're a model, you're like trying to put your best foot forward. You're like, I am the canvas. Like, mm -hmm. look, like you yep. know, you just, you know, you want to look your best. And then to have someone who you look up to as like an agent who mm -hmm. you want to like perform for, you know? You yeah, like sure. Bring, who should be advocating for you. Exactly, right. Mm -hmm. To say like they don't like certain things about you is very like, if you don't have that deep sense of, of self-love, mm -hmm. of your worthiness, it can really be painful to hear. Well, and you getting into it a little bit later in, in, mm -hmm. in you know, in your mid-20s, as opposed right. to a lot of these girls who get into it in their teens yeah. Yeah. and who have no foundation or mm -hmm. idea of who they are as a person or right. any of that, those right. types of things, you know, can really shape who they become. Yeah good or bad, you know, yeah. and you have somebody that, that says that to you. And I had an agent one time and I remember, and I was 15 or 16 yeah. and it was when they would, call, I had a, an actual phone tailor that like was plugged into the wall, with you the know, wire. one of those with the oh. wire. And my mom picked up the phone in the kitchen and I picked up and listened as well in the other room because I was like, oh, she's calling. Yeah. And she said to my mom, like, oh, you know, I think that Cherie really needs to work on, you know, her hips oh, wow. and getting them down an inch or so. And I'm like, at 15? And I'm sitting on there like I was going to say something, but then I was like, oh, God, I can't say anything. I'm like, I'm sitting here listening, and I'm like, oh! And then, you know, that ultimately mm -hmm. shaped my my thought of myself and my body and like yeah. all of these things at a very pivotal and already awkward and crazy yeah. time in your life anyways, you know? And so... Yeah. We talk a lot about in here, like, mm -hmm. there's so many different markets and so many different places right. where people can work. And, you know, girls come to me all the time, like, hey, I want to move to New York and I want to work in that city right. and I want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the MBA of our right. business. Right. So you have to be in fighting shape. You have to be the very, very, very best you can be. Exactly. Whatever that is, right. sizing-wise or whatever, right. but you can't go in there half-ass because you're going to get run over. Right. My all the other NBA players yeah. that are going to trample you in the court. Exactly. So, like, there are things in all industries yeah. that have some sort of, you know, mm -hmm. precedence. You have to be in great shape. You've yeah. got to you got to practice every day. Yeah. You know, you got to go out. You got to be in the mind. You know, right, right. mindset. Yeah. That's in every industry in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Ours tends to have such standards around shape and body mm -hmm. size. It's shitty. I mean, I deal with, we deal with it every day, right, right. but you know, I think that you as a whole have done such an awesome job of standing up for yourself, mm -hmm. but also realizing like, this isn't everything, right? you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. you're not going to be hanging on every last word or I'm, you know, I'm not going to enjoy my life yeah. or <clears throat> myself mm -hmm. because I'm waiting for this modeling job that's going to yeah. call. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And that, that's, I mean, think about that. That's For a lot true. of people, they don't have anything else. Yeah, true. This is it. Like, literally, this is it. Like, this, this is, is it. everything. I mean, I've been to uh, castings or auditions, and girls will literally walk out crying. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's so heavy. But, yeah, I do think that it's been something that I'm so grateful to kind of, like, have that perspective. Like, mm -hmm. 
the world is so huge. There's so many things to do. Mm-hmm. And I really like what you said. Like, I realized, like, this isn't it for me. Mm-hmm. This is something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. I love. And you're great at. And Thank yeah. You. Yeah. But and yeah. But I was like, if a client wants to book me, they'll book me for me. Yep. I don't need to be just like putting all of my heart and soul into hoping to book a certain client. And and you may do all of that and put all your heart and soul and energy and effort into it. And they still might not book and you. They still might not. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, there's no rhyme or reason or no, any, I mean, really black and white part of our business. I mean, yeah, um, exactly. and that's also the part where, you know, I say to so many of these young girls, like, yeah. you need to have something else. Yes. Like, don't be waiting for me to call. Don't be waiting for me to email. Like, when yeah. it comes, you be ready. Mm-hmm. You be at your best. Like, right. your personal best. Mentally, emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. all of that. But... In the interim, find other things yeah. that you're passionate about. Yeah. Do other things. Be more. Yeah. What do you like to do? I like to model. It's like, no, no, no. that's not the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's something you can do. Uh-huh. That's not something that you can be very passionate about and right. dedicated to. But right. yeah, it's like, do something that really engages you. Do something that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I feel so often in this world, in our society, I think a lot of young girls are so um, attracted to modeling Mm -hmm. because we are taught that our appearance is everything. We are taught that how sexy we are, how Mm -hmm. beautiful we are, is Mm -hmm. like where our value lies. Mm -hmm. And so being a model is like getting that validated. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think decentering that, like decentering your appearance, decentering like wanting to be validated by, by that appearance mm-hmm. is so important and it's honestly something i mean i'm 29 now i'm like just recently learned that like maybe a few years ago so mm-hmm. it's you know i think that's something that a lot of young women girls who aspire to be in this industry or who are already in the industry should really understand and know because it's so important for us as women yeah. to know that. You know? Well, and I get a lot of questions about like, are my girls going to be in the business? Right. Are they in the business? Do you right. rep them? What are you doing? Da, da, da. When uh-huh. are they? Uh, and I'm like, no. Right. I'm like, they they see enough of the business right. from mom's perspective from the outside and they think it looks like fancy and shiny and whatever. And yeah. that's just fine. Yeah. You know, but raising girls today in this world Mm -hmm. where everything is right in your face and beauty and body Mm -hmm. and likes all these things and it's it it's a it's an interesting path i will say as a mother but also as a mother of girls in this business you know and i've tried to kind of you know keep them out if it's something fun for them and it's like a little thing we can go and do great but like the rest i'm 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 doing it actually on purpose right. because I'm like, I'm shielding you from this. Yes, right. this is our business. Mom right. loves it. She knows that yeah. it's more than just booking models, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm so right. grateful for relationships and all right. the people and experiences right. we've all had. But at the end of the day, yeah. it can really fuck you up. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> and absolutely. so I'm like, you know what? We're not going to do that, you know? Right. And we're going to, but I think that so many people i saw a couple of friends out last night and they were like oh we want to get our daughters into the business and i'm like i'm going home and i'm driving home and i'm like i wonder how old that late you know that woman's kids are well they're like eight and i'm like okay this is like let's at eight you should be playing you know doing dance or playing soccer or doing whatever not worrying about being a model exactly that is so true but that's also coming from i'm a little i'm a little too (laughs) practical sometimes i'm like oh no but it's 
you know, finding your path mm-hmm. like you have through these years of being 29 and getting right. to that place where you're like, it isn't everything, right. you know, yeah. and it's hard for me to say because mm-hmm. this is our business. But yeah. at the end of the day, I hope that people realize that I try yeah. to kind of be a voice of reason, like, yeah. okay, this isn't, you know, you don't have to be this way. I think you've done such an awesome job of really being outspoken, but also mm-hmm. finding, finding your niche yeah. and what that is. Yeah. And there's, everybody's got, you know, a place. Right. Yeah. Everybody has their own, their own path, their own journey. I feel like going from being a size two to now being like kind of in the four to eight range, mm-hmm. depending on the yeah. day, you know what yep. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this, you know, and, and that is something, you know, I think it's, everything's kind of on a spectrum. I think we recently talked about my like dress size. Like I yep. can fit a dress size two, four, right. but with pants and everything like that, like I'm more on like the six, eight size. Right. So it's very interesting to kind of be in that space. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's, I think there's so much beauty in just accepting that, like, I'm not ever going to be in, like, one space. You know what I right. mean? Like, who knows? Like, in several years from now, like, maybe I will go back down to mm-hmm. a smaller size. Or maybe I'll even get bigger. But mm-hmm. I think it's just giving myself grace to mm-hmm. just be a human. Yeah. You know? And to just, mm-hmm. like... And not, live. Yeah. And to just live. I don't need to put these restrictions on myself. There will always be a space in the industry for me because I believe in myself and, you know, um, just the industry is changing so Mm -hmm. much and there's so much more room for growth in it as well. Like it's constantly growing. It's constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. So I think that's super exciting. It is exciting. You recently signed with Wilhelmina in LA and getting the chance to work out there with some of those clients Mm -hmm. there and, you know, in LA's. It's another market. It's another beast, you it's know. A whole new world, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was. I've always wanted to model in LA. Like, I think my first, like my first ever dream of getting signed to a modeling agency was literally Wilhelmina. Uh-huh. You know, like I think all of us young girls who grew up watching like America's Next Top sure. Model. You know, we were like, I want to be signed with Wilhelmina. I want to be signed with Elite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was signed with Elite, like, mm-hmm. early on in my modeling career. Yeah. And so... In Miami. In Miami, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that industry in and of itself as well is a whole yep. separate, you know, like, it's it's its own thing. But so is so is L.A. And, mm-hmm. you know, every every market is so different and so unique and it's so exciting mm-hmm. but I think you know for me with LA there is there's so much competition in LA yeah. and I think you know like there's it's fine to for something to be competitive that's the nature of the industry right but yeah I think for you me, feel it when you get there yeah like it's very like oh shit yeah, like, I'm like, okay, this is a lot. Like, There's a lot of tailors out here, which is, <laughs> you know, so and you think about that, you know, like, yeah. I want to go and, and live and in, in, in work in L.A. And I'm right. like, okay, well, you better have your big girl pants on because this on. is not like you're going to get run over. Yeah. And there's going to be like 12 of you standing yeah. there. Like, oh, Taylor doesn't show up here. Comes Mary. Here comes Susie. Yes. Here comes so-and-so. And they're, and yeah. they're waiting. They're oh, waiting yeah. for Taylor to not show up. Yes, right. Yeah, so it's... I mean, and that's where it comes back to, 
knowing your worth and yep. having something else going on, something else that you're passionate about, not just modeling mm -hmm. and not tying your worth to what jobs you get. Because especially in LA and bigger markets, yep. they're, the castings, I mean, there's so many women and there's so mm -hmm. many girls doing those castings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's just a part of the job. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of have to realize majority of the time you're not going to book a job right. from a casting. Like, every now and then or like a direct booking you know what i mean like there's plenty of opportunity to book jobs mm -hmm. but i think tying your worth and tying your value as like a model or like as you know branding yourself and being your unique self but also realizing that okay there's so many other girls who also look like me yep and then yeah just knowing like it's okay not to get not to get a call back or right and part of that has come i'm uh, in age for mm -hmm. you obviously yeah. and realizing that you know Thank madison you. Late summer, we sent her to New York, and yeah. she chaperoned one of our girls that went out for a very big casting yeah. in New York. And, you know, I said, you'll, you'll wait outside. You'll get her mm -hmm. get her to the casting, but then just right. kind of wait outside. And she was right. like, she's calling me from the line going like, oh, my God, Cherie, these girls. I mean, just watching it, it was yeah. like amazing, amazing experience for her to Absolutely. see. Yeah. But, like, everybody was, like, smoking and like dark oh circles God. and looked very skinny and like, you right. know, feverish and right. like trying to be, you know, and this is like very, these were like, you know, the the zero two girls that are going for like, you know, St. Laurent and like yeah. very like high end. And yeah. and she's like, and they're all running around and smoking and like shaking. Oh and, and I'm like, uh-huh, that's the business I remember. Right, you're like, uh, wow. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. I'm like, I totally yes. remember that, you know? Uh -huh. And it'd be like, oh, oop, they have the tape measure in the line oh, going down and like totally just like mm -hmm. inappropriate and just inappropriate. shitty. <laughs> and everyone is smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. And Absolutely. I'm like, that is what I remember yes. mm -hmm. and yes. so I loved that for her right. because it also you know there is still that world right it's still it's there still is still you know I said this maybe before on the podcast but it's very relevant yeah. here I was in my my family and I went this summer to Europe and mm -hmm. we we went to uh, spend some days in Paris and yeah. I went and saw some of the agencies there that we work with and mm -hmm. so the director of one of the agencies, she was like, you know, that whole like body inclusivity thing you're doing in the States. She's like, we don't do that here. Oh, and it was very gosh. like Devil Wears Prada. And I was like, right. uh-huh. And she was like, like, no, no, you have to be like this. You know, she put up her like little pinky finger right. and I was like, uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, well that oh, whole I thing. Did. So I told everybody here, I'm like, remember this whole body inclusivity thing? We're not doing that in Paris. We don't do that don't here. Do that. And I was like, oh my God, I left. And I went and saw my husband uh, like, you know, oh, walk down goodness. the street and I'm like, no body inclusivity. Right. We're not doing that here. But it was just, it was funny, yeah. indicative of the markets, right? right? Oh, and like yeah. high, high fashion, mm -hmm. we're not doing that, you know, oh. kind of thing. And so I think it's, it is liberating to see the difference of all of the right. the evolution of the business. And it is, it's great when women like you see it that way, right. you know, and yeah. say, okay, this is how I'm going to be and this is what I'm doing. Right. And, yeah. you know, it hasn't slowed you down. Right. Yeah. No, I don't feel slow. I mean, I literally got signed to Wilmina yeah. when I was 28. There's no limit to what you can achieve, to what you can do, <clears throat> regardless of age size and mm -hmm. you know anything which is really awesome and i think that there's so much evolution like mm -hmm. like you said like with you know high fashion like right. hot couture there's one size there you is know what i mean there's still but i think 
you know, we have seen a slight change and like we've seen some plus size yep. models do that high fashion yep. editorial stuff. Yep. I think, you know, I feel like we have yet to see a mid-size model do that kind of stuff just yep. because it's newer. Yep. But, you know, it's like we're slowly like yep. turning the dial. And right. Well, and you saw that with Sports Illustrated and you saw right. that it was like the SI girl looked, mm-hmm. I mean, you could have like pinpointed like oh, exactly yeah. what that girl looked like, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, here comes the plus girl. Right. Here comes, and you're just like, whoa, like, oh wow. You know, and you're seeing right. that and it's cha- it, it changed, has to change my perception of things too. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this girl can never do SI. That's like right. not gonna be her thing because yeah. that's how I was programmed. Mm-hmm. That's how I was trained. Like, this yeah. is what they look for, you know? Exactly. And then now it's like, oh God, they, anyone can do this, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, so I think that there's, you're right. There's so many mm-hmm. opportunities yeah. and, you know, staying true to who you are mm-hmm. as a person, you know, and what you want to do in the business. Yeah. One of the things that is fascinating, we can talk a little bit about is, Taylor is vegan. Oh yes. She's like, oh I yes, am. I am, and a very passionate vegan. I am. And passionate. so, were you a vegan before you got into the business? So yes, I was. Okay. So I went vegan when I was twenty-one, and you know, I feel like I've been super interested in modeling my whole life, but I didn't get professionally signed until I was twenty-four. So I went vegan when I was twenty-one. And the best decision I've ever made in my whole life. I, it's part of my identity. Like, I mm-hmm. really, really value that. And it's been something that has truly been life-changing for my health, emotionally, physically, mentally, everything. Um, and uh, I will say, like, there's certain things, like, in the industry, like modeling leather clothing and... You know, like, I think there was a job, like, years ago where somebody wanted me to model with, like, antlers. Uh-huh. She's <laughs> like, I okay. Like, I can't do this, you know? And uh-huh. I was like, this is just not aligned with, like, my moral code, with, like, mm-hmm. my ethics. And But most people wouldn't have spoken up. Exactly right. Right? Because, yeah, that's... Most young girls would have been like, oh, like, I'm doing okay. this, uh-huh. Like, and, like, feeling uncomfortable, people. uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's so huge. You don't ever want to, like, make a client or mm-hmm. a photographer or anybody feel uncomfortable. Yep. You know, we said, like, advocating for yourself. And even on set sometimes when I'm food modeling. Right. There's only so much I can do here, you know? Right. Um, Have you eat a big steak in front exactly of the right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're like, wait, this uh-huh. is not truth in advertising here. No. Yeah, exactly. But, yes, I mean, that's funny part of, like, navigating life as a vegan. Yeah, and I think that, you know, all day, every day, I listen to people talk about what they eat and their yes. diets and what they do for workout and mm-hmm. changing this and tweaking up this. And, yeah. and, I mean, it's nonstop. And so when I started in the business on the management side mm-hmm. 20-some-odd years ago, we repped a girl, and yeah. she was like, I'm vegan. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that means. You know, what I'm, like, thinking that? to myself, like, okay, this is some weird model this diet. Is, yeah, weird. This like, strange. this is what I'm thinking to myself, you know, and because I didn't know anything. like, And, yeah. and, um, and she... She put her foot down. I mean, she was like, no, I'm not doing it. I mean, right. And it, it was annoying for me at the mm-hmm. time being her agent, right. but she was steadfast in it. And right. I was like, okay. And then I grew to like appreciate right. because I understood where she was coming from. Right. In the beginning with all the requests and all the, right. you know, it right. was like, oh God, okay. it was like one more line right. item for me. I was just like, oh, now I'm like, okay. Clients mm-hmm. say, what are you, do they have any food right. allergies? What are their food preferences? I mean, right. this stuff was not going on before. It was like, you ate what was there. Just what was there. Honestly, yeah. right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. now I feel like 
our business has yeah. been become more accommodating to people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that there are there isn't just only one way to eat, right. you know, yeah. and and also, you know, making sure that the people that are working on set mm-hmm. are being taken care of. Yeah, true. And I guess maybe I haven't even seen that like part because, you know, I started just five years ago. So even, I mean, I think there have been a few sets I've been on where they've just been like, this is what, like, we're having pizza and yep. salad with cheese on it. And some people think salad is vegan, mm-hmm. but they don't think about the dairy aspect. And so, it's, you know, like, I have just, you know, bitten my tongue in the past and just been like, okay, like, I'll just, you know, mm-hmm. eat my granola bar or something, you know, right. like, but majority of the sets I've been on, they're very mindful of it and they care and Mm -hmm. that's really awesome that is and i think one of the things too as our world evolves and as the industry continues Mm -hmm. it's important you know for people who have food adversities or things you know Mm -hmm. you you should bring a snack you should bring food with you and you i'm certain always do but as i'm telling this to to newer girls it's like you need to advocate for yourself because sometimes Mm -hmm. people aren't and we can pass along information we can ask this for you Mm -hmm. some people aren't there yet yeah some people mentally they're just they're not there they're just like i fed the people and it's like well uh uh-huh right yep and then you can eat later (laughs) but you know i mean Having a snack, having a little like pack, you know, I mean, I remember one model, she would bring the cooler with her and she was like, I bring my own food and I've got my stuff and I'm like, good for you, you know, because, you know, I think that the better you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. and the better you're fueled, the better job you're going to do. Oh, so true. Yeah. And I think that's huge because even for me as a vegan, like I like tend to only eat organic food. I don't Mm -hmm. like to eat processed food. So it's like a lot of times there's vegan processed meat alternatives. Mm-hmm. And it's like, while those are, it will suffice. Right. It's not necessarily healthy. healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, like, especially when you're on camera, and, mm-hmm. you know, you want to like look like yeah. your energy. Right. And your eyes are, yeah. Right. You don't want to look like you're weighed down or, and you don't want to feel like you're weighed down. And mm-hmm. so I think that is, I think that's huge to really just, advocate for yourself mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're vegan or for anything you know, for anything yep. it's just a huge part of my life yeah and yeah I think it's really important to just advocate for yourself mm-hmm. um, and to be aware you know, of that yeah, yeah. for sure yeah because I mean a lot of people just don't don't know about that haven't experienced it don't even really know how to advocate right. for yourself but I think that's huge in showing up and feeling good and how do you treat yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you talk to yourself? How do you let other people talk to you? Right, you know? sure. And having that ability to say like, hey, you know, like I'm not okay with this. Because there's a lot of times in the industry, you know, whether it's food or outfits like or an outfit or something that you just don't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. to be able to verbalize that and to it's say, huge right it's huge and a lot i think a lot of you know what the industry has been from the beginning has just been like you just do what you're told and yep. you just don't act like a diva and you know just right yeah don't talk you're there wear the outfit and don't talk Exactly. Uh-huh. Eat the salad with cheese yeah. and just move along, right? Um, yes. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm hopeful that the industry continues to yeah. evolve yeah. and elevate for everybody, you know. And I think yeah. the people like you who advocate and you have a lot of, I mean, 
the one thing we always say, I mean, Taylor always, you have such a huge, beautiful soul and heart and, and I see you out there rooting for the younger girls too, you know, and, and they need that and they need other people in the business to look up to and say, you know what, Hey, she's doing it her way and look, look at what she's doing, you know? And I think that's super important that, you know, they see that there are other, um, people doing it different, doing it their way. Exactly. And so I'm very grateful for Miss <laughs> Taylor Parker as a human, yeah. but um, also to have you on our team and to be a cheerleader for all of us, yeah. you know, thank and you. bring that that positive light to to all of us. Thank so you. thank you as always for for just being you, and yeah. we'll be seeing much more of Taylor in the future. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>